just talking to one of the young frauders in the mock interviews. And one of the things that, that he brought up, he said, I've interviewed before and I think I made a mistake. You're listening to the Teak Nation podcast with Donnie Aldrich, where we strive to educate, inspire, and entertain you with tips and lessons from frauders and friends of TKE. Thank you for joining us. Hello and welcome to the Teak Nation podcast. In this unique and impactful episode, we have a compilation of professionals. Throughout the RLC season, we had access to some of Teak Nation's top professionals and in between sessions where they provided real-world feedback and advice to our RLC attendees, we are actually able to ask them a few questions of our own that we were able to share with you. We ask that you please excuse any strange audio as we recorded these quickly in the field as time allotted. Thank you and enjoy this episode of the Teak Nation podcast. Our first speaker is Frater Brandon Rick from the Beta Chapter at Millican University, and he speaks on two different items. First, on how you can utilize your prior experience in your job search, and second, how in an interview to talk about the transferable skills that you gain from being a member of Talk App Epsilon. Brandon, can you talk about, as our, we have members who are juniors and seniors, and they're starting to think about where, where they're going to begin their professional life. And as someone who has found success in the professional world, what was your experience like coming out of the beta chapter, coming from Millican University, for those who don't know where the beta chapter is, what was your experience like in that initial job search? What were things you, you did that you felt were successful? So a couple of the things that I felt were successful, you know, I reached out to our alumni. You know, we had a, a really good alumni base at the time, got some feedback from them, was fortunate to have quite a few accountants who were young alumni. So reaching out to them and asking them what kind of things they were looking for, what kind of things that their employers were looking for as far as skill sets, aptitudes, being able to, to have those kinds of conversations when we're, we're meeting face-to-face in those interviews. It's, it's, you know, what are you looking for and, and how can I provide that, that for you? So the feedback was always very positive because we already kind of knew what they were looking for. And the, the critical piece that I heard there is you took the initiative to reach out to your alumni, right? It wasn't, you know, I really wish our alumni would show up and talk to me about right. how, I, how I could be successful in getting a job and being an accountant. Absolutely. So we, we, that, that was kind of a, maybe a drawback for us early on was that, you know, we kind of expected our alumni to, to talk to us. But, but reaching out to our alumni helped kind of facilitate that. And we were kind of fortunate now that we have more active alumni, you know, those alumni are reaching back out to us. So, you know, as an undergrad, I, I really would have, would have liked to have those those alumni come back. But, but yeah, taking the initiative to to reach out to them was important. Well, what I'd love to hear is you took the initiative to start the process, but now because of that work, it's now become more of a tradition that the alumni are reaching back out. And so for our collegiate members out there who are listening to this, you can be part of the change, just like Brandon was here, part of the change in creating that environment that, that is helping for the professional development piece. What are things that, if you, if you look back on it, you wish you would have been more aggressive toward, you wish you would have spent more time on in terms of preparing for a job search and preparing to make yourself even more successful in that initial job search, even the beginnings of your, your career? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. It's been so long. Um, <laughs> it's it's been, been, been a few years. Um, you know, I, I think... Maybe maybe being a little bit more diverse in you know focusing on business, but also having maybe some other skill sets and soft skills that maybe I didn't have the chance to do when I was in school. Maybe picking up 
maybe more of like a, an opportunity to be part of a different organization to really maybe refine some skills or knowledge set that I, that I didn't get when I was an undergrad. So other student organizations on mm -hmm. campus. Yeah, yep. What, what skills did you learn in the fraternity that you think directly correlated either in the interview process, the job search process, or even the professional skill of when you began being an official employee full-time, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What were things that you took from the fraternity that you were able to transition that our members who are listening can take and talk about in an interview? I, I think first and foremost is confidence, and I think we hear that a lot from, from younger alumni is that, that he gives you the confidence to go out and have a conversation and, and not be afraid uh, of what you're saying or how you're saying it. You know, organizational skills, right? I mean, that's that's the other thing is when you're when you're involved in in a sport and you're involved in teak and you're involved in school, you're carrying so many credit hours. Being organized is important. So when you're time management, time management absolutely. So when you're doing that time management piece, in you know, in your first couple years uh, with an organization, that really kind of sh shows through, and, and and a lot of your employers are going to be really impressed with the fact that you you're organized and you're prepared and you're ready to to take take those things on. How about the ability when you're in these interviews to be able to talk about, in your Teak experience, you interact with people who are extremely diverse. They have different, maybe possibly religious beliefs than you do, political beliefs than you do, right? And, yeah. And how they, they think about the world and, and attack their goals. Can you talk about sharing that aspect in an interview of the fact that you've engaged? Because when you start your professional life, right, you're a part of a team and you sure didn't hire that team. It's unlike the fraternity where we right. many times get to pick who our members are. You don't get to pick who your teammates are when it comes to the organization that you might work for. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it's important when, when I interview today, when I'm interviewing new hires, we talk about, you know, what are your experiences in working in a, a diverse team or, or working with, uh, with people from different skill sets and a lot of a lot of those those people fall back on well, I was a part of a fraternity when we had you know multiple ethnicities and and we had different folks, you mean working together to come together for a common goal. I mean that's that that says a lot about your abilities early in your in your professional career to to work across the spectrum and and work within those groups. That's great. The next member to give critical advice is Frater David Town from the Omega Chapter at Albion College, and he discusses many items, but the, the highlights and the headlines are these. First, utilizing internships towards securing a job. Second, how working hard now can lead to success later. Third, what are the, the most vital skills to present yourself well in an interview? And fourth, how do you sell and market your TKE experience? Dave, welcome into the podcast. Thank as, you. As you think about your initial job search, and for those out there listening who are juniors or seniors, or maybe you have alumni out there listening who they're getting ready to transition into a new job opportunity. They're going to go into interviews. They're going to try to share on their resume how, how they would be the best employee in certain roles in certain companies. What, what did you do? What successes did you find in that initial job search? Well, you know, what I did, I think, was leverage some opportunities I had had that were more strictly educational, or at least seemed that way, internships and things of that nature. You know, I had an internship the summer between my junior and senior year that turned into a full-time job after graduation. I did a good job, apparently, as an intern, and enough of a good job that the executive director of the agency for which I worked created an assistant directorship for me because she wanted to keep me on. And so, you know, that was a huge boost, obviously, to my confidence. Maybe not uh, the most traditional route for going out into the workforce, but I, I think there are unconventional ways to parlay your experience and parlay your opportunities into into career opportunities. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that because I love I love your story of you came in as an intern and essentially worked so well and so hard that they created a position for you. Right. What were attributes and things that you did? Because we do have a lot of men who 
are doing internships and maybe they look at it as something that I'm just putting on a resume where it appears you put in the time and effort and actually had certain attributes that it became a position that didn't even exist. I think there were a couple things that I brought to that experience, you know, that were also relevant to my Teak experience in that I tended to be you know, very organized, almost hyper-organized in some respects. Uh, I think I, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, uh, both, and that is... That's uh, okay, we have, a, that, we have a therapy club. That, yeah, oh, yeah, so well... if you want to come to well, some of the we meetings can, we have. We can get to the therapy part, too. Okay, that's, that's, that's relevant good. also. Okay. But, uh, you know, I, I think that sort of organization was helpful, but also you know, the ability to listen and to understand uh, the challenges that, that were uh, facing that particular organization. It was sort of a quasi-public-private economic development agency. So, you know, you have aspects of both government and the private sector involved there. And those are a unique set of challenges. And being able to understand those unique challenges and adapt to them, find solutions that were tailored to our specific needs, was something that really was refined for me in my Teak experience and I think came through professionally as well. Being a good listener is sometimes underrated, but that is such an important part of being able to present yourself well. Because if you are able to listen and to understand and to survey the landscape before you open your mouth and before you formulate an opinion, you are going to have a more informed opinion. You are going to, I think, be listened to with greater respect and because they know that you've actually taken the time to understand. Yeah, I love, I love that lesson because many times people hear things to respond instead of listening to be able to give a thoughtful response and many times just to show empathy that you actually understood what the person was talking about, where they were going. There's a lot of inflection points right there that we could go all day about verbal and nonverbal pieces that you're picking up in listening and how critical it is that when you are listening to people, you're watching those verbal and nonverbal cues to be able to get the message of what they're trying to share. When you're having those conversations in person, you're having them over the phone, obviously it's a little more challenging and where you really got to hone in and listen and pay attention because you're only getting the verbal in. The other piece that I heard in there was creativity and how you took an industry that maybe was a niche industry and used your creativity to find solutions and cater solutions. How can our members be able to leverage? Because creativity is one of those words, just like innovation, that if I'm a hiring manager, those are words I want to hear. You want creative, innovative, thoughtful people. How, if, if I'm someone who's a junior or senior, can I talk about that in an interview with my Teak experience and being a part of a chapter and how you have to use some of those skills? Well, you know, I think obviously being in a fraternity has all kinds of advantages that it offers our members, but to a certain extent, I think we can recognize that, you know, we are fighting against uh, stereotypes sometimes and misunderstandings of what fraternity life is. And so, Far from, from shying away from that aspect of your resume, you know, I think it is an opportunity to embrace and educate's the wrong word because you're really not there to, to lecture or anything in an interview setting or in a, in a job setting, but, but it is an opportunity to explain in more detail that, you know, hey, being a chapter officer didn't mean that I was responsible for buying the kegs. I mean, in fact, far from it, it was quite the opposite. You know, I had a significant amount of responsibility dealing with you know a group that had sometimes divergent opinions and interests and backgrounds and and that's the sort of thing i think that resonates with an employer because no matter what industry you're in you know whether it is uh, public sector or private sector, you are going to be dealing with all kinds of different interests and all kinds of different constituencies and sort of the ability to synthesize those things into, again, a solution that is focused on the needs of the organization. That's a skill that people are, are really looking for. And it's going to be 
specific to your experience. So, you know, whatever examples you can draw from your cheek experience are, are going to be unique to you. But I think that is something that people hear it and they're like, yeah, this, this guy has something to offer us. It's very good. Dave, can you talk about when, when members are building out their resume, many times they list out that they're a part of the fraternity. They list out possibly the officer positions they had. How do they sell and market that on the resume? Typically on a resume, you state a position and then you state two or three things that you did. What are, what are some phrases, what are some things that you would encourage them to list and talk about that are going to be impactful to those employers and actually engender them to want to ask a question about it and give them that, that runway to then talk about that experience in a positive way? You know, I think because, again, going out into the world and, and coming from a fraternity experience, you may be encountering people who have not had a comparable experience or, or don't necessarily understand the specifics of it. And there are aspects of Teak that are, are outward-facing and inward-facing. I, I think it's important that those things are consistent, but they are different in tone. And so, you know, to put on your resume that I was Pylorides or Preetness or whatever doesn't necessarily have any kind of meaning to someone who is not right. part of the fraternity. But being able to translate that into a comparable C-suite sort of position, like I was the CEO of the chapter or the CFO of the chapter, Absolutely. if you were Chryso, something like that, you have to be able to sort of map those from, from our particular experience to, to, you know, a wider corporate experience. I think that's incredibly valuable to translate T-speak to, to corporate speak, if you will. Yeah, I think as you list those things underneath, if I'm a CEO of the right of the chapter, you know, my job was to communicate with all the other chapter leadership to coordinate events that we had to mm -hmm. also engage with the alumni board, which, again, you, you want to be able to showcase and highlight. I can work individually and show leadership skills, but also I work with teammates well. If you're someone who's in that position, right, you're going to have to create a budget. You're going to have to create a plan, uh, goals for the year, and then work with the team to accomplish those goals. That's the same thing that employers want to see. Do you have the ability to set goals? Do you have the ability to show discipline toward it? Do you have the ability to work with other people, have a little bit of empathy, and be able to work within the organization, the rules, the customs, the traditions, which obviously the fraternity has many. Yes. Oh, well, and, and as I said, you know, you have outward facing and inward facing aspects, and those are valuable in, in your career as well, because like you talked about, the ability to work with a team, I mean, that is something that I would put in that inward facing category where you're working with, with your brothers in your chapter or, or, you know, in the wider fraternity. But there are aspects of any of those positions that are more outward facing that would be comparable to working with customers or suppliers or, or, or whatever. Recruitment's all yeah. sales. Absolutely. absolutely yes, be, sure. I, hey, I was in sales. I, I was selling guys on joining this organization. They had no idea the product they were even buying versus That's, your product, which is easy. I can tell them exactly what sure. the product is. Soap is way easier to market than, than brotherhood. <laughs> absolutely. So. That's great. Thank you for all of your insights, Dave. Any final tips or tricks or things, messages that you want to share with, with our listeners? One thing that I would say it's that doesn't seem to be specifically career-oriented but maybe is more personal development is don't skimp on your personal wellness. You know, we talk about the idea of self-care and but it's more than just a, a, a buzzword. It, it's, it's a real thing that you should do. Uh, one of the things that was a challenge for me, both in undergrad and you know making that transition to graduate school into the working world was you know sort of taking care of myself, my my mental health. It was something that I probably pushed to the background too much, and I think that's easy to do, especially when you're an officer and you you have a lot of responsibilities and you sort of cram that stuff down. Some people deal with it in in very unhealthy ways, and and that's something that we all need to be more cognizant of, not just in our in college settings, 
but obviously, you know, as you are, you're going along in life. Because if you delay dealing with, you know, your, your mental health, your physical health and everything, those things are inevitably going to catch up to you. And, you know, I, I think I'm in a pretty good place mentally, but I mean, there's probably, you know, a little, little thickening around the metal so I could have some, some more healthy uh, habits uh, on the physical side. But, you know, those are things that if you develop them early, they will, will stick with you for the rest of your life and, and put you in a much better position and, and make it easier for you to deal with challenges and adversity down the road. Well, and I love you sharing that message. I love the vulnerability and sharing a little bit of your story. It is something that's critical. It is also an aspect of why the organization is here. We're here to support each other. And sometimes that means we might say we need to get your professional help, someone, and, and that's okay. That's right? absolutely it, it's okay. absolutely okay. I wish we, we, we did more right? of that. We don't all have to be full of masculinity and testosterone that we can't ask for help. This whole organization is about helping each other. That's right. And pushing each other to the resources to make us the best version of ourselves. And so thank you for that message. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us talking about some of these professional and personal development tips. My pleasure. Thank you. Our third professional to speak with you is a former CEO of TalkCap Epsilon, Frederick Tim Murphy from the Omicron chapter at Ohio State, a man that is full of so much energy and so much passion. It was such a pleasure to speak with him. He discusses what does he look for in applicants? What is the attitude that is critical to success? What does he like to see on a resume? And what two questions do you need to ask every interviewer when you're going through the interview process? Enjoy. Can you introduce yourself for our listeners? Yes. My name is Tim Murphy. I am alumnus of The Ohio State University. I graduated from Ohio State in 1985, joined Omicron Chapter in 1981, and have been an active TEAK ever since then. In, in this podcast episode, we're talking about our juniors and seniors, those collegiate members who are starting to get prepared for that next step in life, that first job interview. And as someone who's a former CEO of the fraternity who's hired men, trained men, put them in positions to be successful. What were attributes that you were looking for in those men who came and interviewed? What are things you wanted to see on their resume? What are experiences you wanted them to try to leverage whenever they came in and met with you? What, pe what kind of people stood out? The people who were clear and confident leaders stood out. Now, leadership is this nebulous idea that people seem to throw around a lot, right? Kind of like brotherhood. Well, yeah. Like to use that yeah, word as well. Yes, they do. And sometimes I mean it and sometimes I don't. <laughs> you know, this is a regional leadership conference. That's what this whole event is dedicated to. But leadership is actually, it's kind of a nebulous term. It's kind of thrown around. To me, what leadership is, is somebody who has a defined skill set that I'm going to find valuable to get done whatever I need to get done corporately and that they have the ability to interact with others, customers, coworkers, in a very positive and fun way. To me, fun is just as important part of life as serious work. So leadership is this, is this attribute of a professional who knows what they need to do to get the job done, who has the skills to get there, and is always seeking opportunities for professional development and uh, further education. What I love in that thought process is the positivity and how you want people who are on your team who are going to lift people up, who are going to raise people, elevate people because of their energy level and because of their being a go-getter, right? And the fact that you're going to find a way to accomplish whatever goal, whatever challenge is out in front of you. I always enjoyed those people. I enjoy being with them. But one of the things I look for in a, in a potential employee or even a fraternity member. If I'm, if I'm talking to somebody about joining the fraternity, 
I want somebody who is able to challenge me. I want somebody who makes me a better professional, makes me a better administrator, a better leader. And I've, I will be honest when I say that I have oftentimes accidentally succeeded in finding these people. Sometimes right. I saw I didn't actively pursue them. They were just kind of gravitated. Yeah, yeah. And and some of the best hires I ever made in my entire life have been people who didn't want to work for us. <laughs> you know, and uh, but it turns out that that they had a personality that was really a fit for the company. Or back in the day when I was leading Teak, that they were a really good cultural fit for the fraternity. I can I can give you examples of people who said, hey, I'll give you two years, and they retired just five years ago. Right. You know, so right. the people that, that came to us and fell in love with us and really enjoyed what they did, and the, the job became as important to them as their work product was to us. And as you continue to be a leader in the business world, what are the things you're looking for on a resume? What are key words, phrases, things you look for that are at least going to pique your interest to want to ask questions and find some of that positivity, find some of that fun, find some of that, this guy's gonna, or gal is gonna be a great fit for our team? Yes, that's a really good question. Here's what I like in a resume. I like it to be functional, and I don't like it to be chronological. I don't care if you worked at Burger King, right? I really don't. Right. What I care about is what, what is your sales experience. If I'm hiring somebody for a sales position, I want to know what your sales experience is. If I'm hiring somebody for an accounting position, I want to see accounting experience. And so let's say that I reveal in the, in the posting of the position that the person needs to have accounting background, they need to have sales experience, and they need to have interpersonal skills, you know, that they can like do outreach to the community, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I want to see on a resume those sections that says relevant leadership experience, relevant sales experience, relevant financial management experience. Whatever I wanted to see in that candidate, I want to see that on the paper. And I don't want to have to jump around on a resume to find those things. I want it laid out. Like you have to decipher it. Like yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. Secret code. I don't want to look. I don't want to really. Re I don't want to work that hard. Right. <laughs> okay, I just don't. So I want to see. I want to see that laid out. And that functional resume really introduces a person. I also one of the the interesting things is I was just talking to one of the young frauders in the mock interviews, and one of the things that 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 he brought up, he said, "I've interviewed before," and. I think I made a mistake. So what, what's that mistake? He said, when the, when the interviewer said to me, I've really enjoyed this conversation and I'm glad that we've had this opportunity to meet before we part, do you have any questions for me? He said, I screwed up because I said no. Oh, that's, yeah. And so I would advise everybody, when they get asked that question, they are gonna get asked that question. Absolutely. There's two things that you ask. The, no, the first thing is, Mr. Ulrich, what is it about this position this organization, this, this corporate culture, what is it about this that makes you want to get up and go to work every morning? I love it. Here's the second question. Because, you know, people love to talk about themselves, Absolutely. right? Yes, yeah, so that'll get you moving, right? <laughs> right? Even if you're a shy person, that'll get you moving. Right. Because you want to brag about how cool it is. To be a part of this team. Yeah. yeah. So the second question is, if all of a sudden you had $10 million plopped on your desk that was not in the budget, excess, it, it just happened, what are you going to do with it? That right there reveals what the corporate culture is. Because what I want to hear from a potential employer is, well, the first thing I would do is I would take a portion of that 
and I would invest that in, in, in for, the for, for, into the team uh, for the future. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use some of that to bonus my top producers. I'm going to use that to do further business development. I might even hire one or two additional people that we've needed for a long time that we could never heretofore do. When I'm hearing answers like that from, from a potential employer, it's like, okay, now I get the culture. If the person says to me, well, gosh, $10 million, I have no idea what I'd do. Uh, you know. <laughs> it might be time to walk. Yeah, it might, yeah. might be time to thank them for their time and <laughs> yeah, move on yes. to whatever else you have in yeah, your day. Yeah, so, so those are the, 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 the two magic questions, I think. You know, the third one that I have heard typically, and I'm sure you've heard this as well, is to ask at the end of the interview, is there any reason why you don't think I would be a good fit? And it completely shifts the power dynamic. And it also gives you a good read. If the person starts stammering over their words, you're probably not going to be a good fit. You're probably not going to get that call back. But if they turn and look at you and say, you know what, I've really been impressed with the, the interview and what you've shared, and we look forward to talking to you. doesn't mean necessarily you're getting a job, but at least lets you know you're possibly in the running. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if I had a piece of advice for people seeking their first serious job interview, don't be frightened. Don't be scared. Be confident, not arrogant. Look people straight in the eye when you talk to them. Smile. Be expressive. Kind of own the room. You know, don't Absolutely. be a wallflower. Own the room. Own the space. And that's the person I would hire. Basically, people hire themselves. <laughs> yes, they do. They hire the mirror, right? Absolutely. So if you were unfortunate enough to have somebody like me walk into your office. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be thrilled. Well, yeah. You want people with energy. You want people with a passion. You want people who, because that is, as you talked about earlier, that is what gets you out of bed to go to work and to put in the long hours and deal with the yep. challenges and deal with the, the bad days that are going to come is that love and passion and energy towards the mission, towards the things that you're looking to accomplish. Brother Murphy, I want to thank you for spending time with us on this podcast and sharing a few insights and thoughts with our listeners. Well, Frater, thank you. It was a pleasure during the RLC season to speak with Reese Linville. Frater Reese is from the Epsilon Iota chapter at Youngstown State University. He's someone who is a former Teak professional staffer who has now become extremely successful in his 20s and risen in a, in a couple different companies while leaving Talk Up Epsilon. He highlights how critical it is to be a student of the game, attributes that you need to make sure you put on your resume, how critical it is to be comfortable talking about yourself, and finally, why it is important to keep evolving, and who you should surround yourself with. My name is Reese Linville. I'm from the Epsilon Iota chapter at Youngstown State University. Reese, can you talk about how you were able to leverage and how you continue when it comes to job interviews, how you leverage the experience that you had in being part of a chapter? Yeah, so being part of a chapter in relation to job interview process, it's always being a student of the game. It's always trying to be a sponge to people above you, people that work with you, and surrounding yourself with good people. And whether it's reading, listening to a podcast, or just trying to be the best version of yourself, just trying to leverage that to be the best version of you. And as you look back in some of the skills that you acquired during your collegiate experience, what are some of those skills that you could put on a resume? Whenever we're, we're crafting a resume many times, right, we're putting on there maybe some jobs we did in high school, maybe a position or two that you took on while you are in college. And many times they want to well, share that they were a part of the fraternity. Maybe they were in an officer role. What are some things underneath that, right? You put some bullets. Yeah. What, what would be some of those bullets and ways that you can talk and highlight of skills that you gained, positions you put yourself in, engaging with different types of people, taking on projects, being innovative, being creative. What are some things you could put put on that resume to talk about Teak? Yeah, absolutely. Time management is number one. How do you manage your time? 
and making the most of your time. We're all given 24 hours in a day, so it's what we do with it that matters. And being a project manager, I mean, everything we do, whether it's a Rush event or a St. Jude event, they're all projects that we do, and it's how we manage them is to what makes us successful. And what are some attributes in, in project management, for instance, things mm. that you could be able to talk about and, and put on there, words that would hiring manager, right, an HR mm. manager would look at and say, okay, that makes sense of something that we want to hire. We want these attributes in that person that we're bringing on. Yeah, being on your resume, that's your time to talk about yourself. And I know sometimes it's a little uncomfortable to talk about yourself, but mentioning things like leading a team. You were in charge of 40 people that were going to one direction to get a project done. And you had to manage time of 40 different people with school, work, life, how to communicate with all those people. Sometimes it's on 40 different platforms in the generation now, but it's how you're managing people around you to get to one common goal. Well, the piece I heard in there as well is your ability to work in a team and your ability to work individually. Because as a project manager, there's times where you're, you know, yeah. you're, you're in there by yourself crafting the plan and molding mm -hmm. the plan or even just evaluating the plan and evaluating certain players on your team yeah. and how you can make them better or get them more aligned to the goal and the things you want to accomplish. And I know for, for people who, who work and in your, in your job, you train employees, something mm -hmm. you're looking for is people who have that ability to not only work by themselves on a project or, or on an issue, but also their ability to work in a team and work with different personalities and, mm -hmm. and be able to have patience and also have problem-solving skills. Yes. And so the ability for us to be to, to leverage our TEAK experience and talk about it are ways that the typical person who's an HR manager doesn't know anything about fraternities, right? They've mm. got a, a stereotype. They've got an image for us to be able to battle that and for you to be able to leverage, leverage that experience. Yeah. Uh, with everyone that I work with specifically and just in college students in general, it is, it's patience because everyone has the willingness to learn. We're never done learning, we're never done evolving. We all want to learn more. Whether it's, not everything will interest us, but it's, you'll always find your thing that interests you. And being a collegiate member now, you can find everyone in your fraternity has some passion that you can apply to what we're doing and in the professional realm. Are there any final tips or tricks or messages or themes as someone who has been through a number of job interviews, <laughs> been very successful early in their professional career as well, someone who now trains employees, any messages, things you can share with our, with our listeners that they should consider as they go into the professional world, as they go into some of these job interviews? Continue evolving. I read and read and read. Just you, you never know everything. So just keep learning and keep evolving, meeting people, surrounding yourself with the right people. Don't surround yourself with yes men that are just going to flame your, your bad habits and encourage those that are going to push you to be the best version of you. And yeah, never stop being the best version of yourself. We hope you've enjoyed this compilation of TKE Professionals and that you will join us at the 2021 RLC season where you can learn from men like this and many others who weren't a part of our podcast and to ask your own questions. If you can't wait until the 2021 RLCs, please also join us on our online platforms where we give a community and a chance to interact with men such as this, ask questions, or reach out to our professional staff at tke.org. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Teak Nation podcast and look forward to you joining us on future episodes.